Hello, dear listeners. Welcome back. Must apologize for my extended hiatus. When I started this podcast, I promised I wouldn't be another one of those podcasts with an inconsistent release schedule. And here I am. Producing a weekly podcast with one person is tough at the best of times. Alas, here I am, back and more motivated than ever. Today we have the final episode of The Dark Heart. Really hope you enjoy it. Before we get into it, I want to welcome my new patrons. Thank you for supporting my little podcast. Your assistance helps more than you know. So a warm welcome to Joshua Boucher, Mandy Brown, James Ortiz, R.L. Platt, Vincentro Soros, and Spider. A massive thank you to you all, and also my other ongoing patrons during my break. If you would like to join the Night's End family to receive benefits such as shoutouts, early access to episodes, and bonus episodes, join my Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Night's End Podcast. Or join Dissonance Extra on Apple Podcasts for early access and bonus episodes. I have quite a few bonus episodes planned in the next couple of months, so look out for those. One last announcement. Season 3 starts next Friday, the 3rd of June. I've been endlessly writing and working with writers, narrators and voice actors to get this together. Can't wait for you all to hear it. So sit back and enjoy the last episode of The Dark Heart. Well, one more story for you, Alexander. And you'll keep your word and let me go? Of course. You've provided me with much entertainment. Ah, and you'll be back. They always come back. (laughs) Yeah, but will you be here? What does that mean? Ah... Don't worry about it, Jimmy. Just be mindful of those around you. It's perception of things that ultimately bring us down. Just like how I got here. But that is a story for another time. That's right. You have a special one for me today, don't you? I sure do. Beware the dark art. Choice. Written by James Barnett.
The last choice I will ever make sits in front of me. I've been stuck down here for... Actually... I don't even know. It's dark and damp. Monster in the dark. It's all started with the promise of a reunion. Now ending in blood. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me start at the beginning. It all started with a letter. It was sent to the workplace of my brother, Adrian. He was a PhD student and student tutor at some fancy university in Sydney. He was definitely the overachiever in the family. Unlike me, worked at a surf shop making boards down on the surf coast in Victoria. Adrian being from Sydney meant we didn't see each other very often, but we kept in touch, if only for him to have a dig at me about my lifestyle choices. I just had a surf and was sitting on the front of my car shaking off the last of my hangover from the night before when my phone rang. Yep. Jeez, Andy. That sounds so happy to hear from you. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Still nursing a hangover from last night. Usually a good surf does the trick, but tequila was involved. You're unbelievable, brother. Don't you think it's time to move on from weekday drinking? Hey, it was Cassie's birthday. You know she works at a restaurant, so her weekends are sporadic. That's always someone's birthday, huh? Is this why you called? Not really in the mood for a lecture right now, Dad. Actually, it's not. And speaking of Dad, this has to do with it. What? A little background on this. My father was victim of a cliché. He went out for a packet of cigarettes and never came back. Andy and I were only five at the time. That was 25 years ago. It really broke our mother and she was never the same. She had passed away last year. Breast cancer. Fuck cancer. Yeah, I received a letter from a man who claims he is our brother on our dad's side. What the fuck? Yes, his name is Aiden Olwen, so he's his dad's last name. He wants to meet us. I asked if we could go see him. Apparently their town has a Halloween festival every year. What a trip. How do you know it's legit? And who celebrates Halloween in Australia anyway? Never heard of it. Me either, but looking it up has a population of about 500 now. Wow. Did he say if Dad was still there? Not in the letter, but I called him. Dude, he could have been a psycho. <laughs> Thanks for the concern, but it seems legit. He even knew Mum's name. When I asked about Dad, all he said was he'd explain once we got there. He was a bit pushy about it, and when I suggested a later date, he really begged me to come for that specific weekend. What did you say to him? I said I'll have to speak to you, of course. Well, I say let's go for it. Another brother, huh? Wild. And a Halloween festival, too. 
That'll be interesting. I couldn't believe it. We made plans for Adrian to come and pick me up after he landed at the airport. Then we'd do the long drive across Melbourne and east into the arsehole of nowhere. I lay in bed that night, restless, the information from the day mulling around in my brain. What's up, babe? You worried about your trip? Yeah, a little. It's just been Adrian and I since last year, and we've just managed to get through the pain from the loss of mum. Not to mention the loss of dad when we were young. What would you rather, though? Not knowing? I suppose not. This guy wouldn't tell Adrian what happened to dad over the phone. I swear, that fucker is still alive. I'll kill him myself. Oh, shush. You better get some sleep. Isn't Adrian taking the red eye? Yep, he'll be here at four. That's only four hours sleep, and you've been drinking. You're going to need the rest. I suppose you're right. As usual. And don't you forget it. On the road by five with some Macca's hotcakes in our bellies. We made it through the hustle and bustle of the city, and we're now so far from civilization that all we had for company were mountains and cows. These slowly gave way to denser bush as we went along. How are things with you and Cassie? Yeah, actually amazing. She's actually just been given a manager's role at the restaurant. Wow, that's great. Definitely. She wants me to take a bartending job. Says I can't make boards forever. I disagree, of course. (laughs) I don't earn much. But it's enough for me. Sounds like she wants to take the next step with you. What? Really? Hang on. What do you mean? Has she ever spoken about marriage to you? Yeah. As a one day thing. Well, I think that one day is close. And you'd be a fool to let this one get away. Yeah, I know. What about you? What happened to that guy you were seeing? What was his name? Uh... Don't tell me. Daniel. Yeah, things didn't work out so well there. Doing my PhD and all the classes I'm given takes up nearly every waking moment. And Daniel, well, he's a little high maintenance. I really liked him, but I need to focus on my research. (laughs) Ice cold. (laughs) Piss off. Hang on. How are you able to get this time off? Well... There's something that I haven't told you about this town, Dragon Hill. I was worried you wouldn't want to come if I told you. Ooh, so much intrigue. (laughs) Well, I did some research on this town, and it seems like there are a lot of disappearances there. How many are we talking? Around 12 a year. It's not many at all. Isn't it? It accounts for around 2.4% of their population every year. Granted, a large portion of the people going missing are out-of-towners. It also doesn't appear to come up in any of the local news outlets, just external ones. Well, when you put it that way, that is a lot. Hang on. You're heading into conspiracy country. 
Do I need to get you a tinfoil hat? <laughs> well, if the shoe fits. All seems a little dodgy. Suppression of truth is nothing new, so this all fits into my research of history and mythology. I know, but really? I guess we'll see when we get there, huh? Maybe our new brother is really a serial kidnapper. <laughs> it's fine to see the funny side, Andy, but we have to watch each other's back. These are abnormal circumstances. We'll be right, mate. Saint a Wolf Creek type situation. Andy, we have to keep our wits about us. Trust me. You don't want me sober. And it's past 12. Nah, it's just a cheeky one. Don't worry about it. Secretly, I was a little worried. We knew nothing about what we were walking into, and Adrian is not easily concerned. I pushed it out of my mind. The entrance to the town had one of those giant signs that declared you have now entered whatever town you were in. In place of where Draken Hill should have been, there were scratch marks and spray paint. We entered the main street and the first thing that struck me was the absence of people. The road was dusty, as if nature was trying to reclaim the interference of man. With barely another car in sight, parked or otherwise, we drove slowly through town. The few people that were around stared at us like we were some sort of alien life forms. What the hell are they looking at? Maybe it's the car? I did get the newest one I could find for hire, so we wouldn't have to worry about mechanical issues. The last thing we need is for our car to break down in the middle of nowhere. All the cars here look very old. Ah, look at how they're staring. Let's pull up here. Looks like some people are setting up for the festival here in the park. Hello, how are you? Uh, hello. We're wondering if you could help us. You won't get much out of that lot. We spun around and a stout man stood looking at us. He wore a blue singlet and black stubby shorts. He had a faded green cap on his head that had the remnants of a logo with the words Draken Hill Hunters Association. His face was a map of creases, and his skin was ravaged with sun blemishes that I wasn't convinced weren't melanoma spots. Oh, really? Why's that? G'day, name's Don. Hi Don, I'm Adrian, and this is... Andy. Still a day, isn't it, lads? But uh, definitely drier than a nun's nasty. <laughs> Can't argue with you there. So you mentioned we wouldn't get much out of these people. Why's that? Oh, much too hot to talk out in the heat like this, but let's just say there are a few stubbies short of a six-pack. Buy me a beer? Now that's an idea. Sorry, Don. Maybe next time. We need to find a place to stay. 
That I can help you with, lads. Follow me. Andy, what do you think? Brother, stop worrying so much. We'll be okay. The point is to find out information. I know this type. Give him one beer and he'll spill his guts. You coming? Right behind you, Don. And that was our first interaction with Don. If we knew then what we knew now about him or this godforsaken town, we would have turned that higher car around and gotten as far away as possible. Don led us to a double-story pub. A sign on the building exclaims, Accommodation available. The structure itself looked so run down that the sign appeared more like a plea than a statement. The place was called the Waddling Duck. Or, as Don affectionately called it, the Duck. Very few people were sitting inside. But the ones that were sat close, talking in hushed whispers. First round's on me. Thank you, Squire. We'll settle into that booth over there. Just a Coke for me, Andy. Beer it is. <laughs> Unbelievable. I headed over to the bar where an older woman sat on a stool reading a woman's weekly magazine that looked like it was from 20 years ago. Her face, much like Don's, was sunbeaten and patchy. From the way her mouth sat, I could see she was missing many teeth. Her dark brown hair was long and unkempt. She rolled up the magazine and smacked the bar top with it, crushing a large blowfly in the process. She used her hand to push the fly onto the ground and looked up at me as I approached. G'day, love. Sorry about that. Welcome to the duck, the pride of Drakenhill. Best town in the world. Oh, the flies are worse here. <laughs> Hi there. Can I get three pints of... What do you have here, in terms of beer? We got VB or Draken Draft. Ah, no Carlton? Sorry, love. Just the two. We only have VB because our brewer can't keep up with the demand. Beer is a hell of a lot easier to get here than water. <laughs> I don't doubt it. What do you mean by that? Uh, nothing. I'll take three VBs, please. You're new here. You'll try the Draken. It's our pride and joy. It is also Don's preference. He can't stand that fancy city beer. Uh, sure. Thank you. Name's Colleen, but everyone calls me Cos. Thank you, Cos. I'm Andy. That over there is my brother Adrian. We were looking for a place to stay for a couple of days and were told you could help us out with that. Is that right? It just so happens that I can. One or two rooms. Uh, Adrian, one room or two? Two, mate. There's no way I'm putting up with your snoring. <laughs> two it is, cos. Thank you. Fortnight minimum. We only need the two. Anything you can do? Sorry, love. Owner's rules. Um, okay. It'll have to do. I imagine this place is the only accommodation around here? First and only. Thanks. I'll send my bro over to sort out payment. Thanks, cos. Nice to meet you. No worries, love. Be sure to attend our little festival tomorrow night for All Hallows' Eve, won't you? Uh, yeah. We'll think about it. You'll die if you miss it. 
not creepy at all. Lads, beers incoming. Thank you, gentlemen. I uh, trust this is a dragon. <laughs> yes. Cos made it abundantly clear it was your preference. <laughs> oh, boys, you are in for a treat. <coughs> what the hell is this? Why does it taste so earthy? Local brew. It's strong. It'll grow some hair on your balls, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, Don. You have information? What was with all those people not talking to us? Oh, they're a special lot. People around here call them the silenced. Rumour is, they don't have their tongues anymore. The fuck? Yeah, there's about 30 of them here. That's interesting. What is driving that? Rumour is they were part of a movement in the bush, you know, dancing around fires, chanting and stuff. No way. Well, you know, that's the rumour anyway. What are you all here for? We're here to see a man named Aidan Olin. What do you, what do you want with him, lads? He's apparently a... A friend of the family from way back, just trying to reconnect. You want my advice? Leave. Get out now and don't look back. Don, what do you mean? The Chosen don't... Aiden won't get here before sundown. You should leave before then. And whatever you do, don't go to the festival. Nice to meet you, Don. the fuck was that about? I don't know. Intriguing, though. You don't think we should follow his advice? Seemed pretty worked up about it. No way. There was something not quite right about him. Probably just the town conspiracy nutjob. What about how he reacted to Aiden's name? I wouldn't worry about it. Wait here. I have to get my notepad from the car. I need to write this down. Make sure you settle up on accommodation with Cos behind the bar there. You cheap bastard. Hey, just a humble surfboard maker. <laughs> Don's words played on my mind for a while after that. When Adrian came back, he said he had tried to call Aiden, but had no luck. We decided to sit at the pub and talk to some of the locals. Most were not receptive to our advances, but a select few would chat to us. It did feel like they held back information in their conversation. They would never go too deep with their explanations and kept it at small talk at best. One local mentioned a community notice board that was down the street had flyers and posters of missing people from the area, so we decided to go out and check it out. There's definitely more going on here than meets the eye. Yeah, <laughs> I still think it's bullshit. It's a town in the middle of nowhere. Of course there are weirdos. Places like this attract them. I can't believe you're still on the other side of the fence about this. I can't believe a person who is as studied as you is buying into the conspiracy. What the actual fuck? Whoa. We neared the sign and were blown away. We were expecting a small notice board, but this was monstrous. At least 12 foot high and double that wide. It was completely covered with missing posters. There looked to be hundreds. You were saying? 
This is insane. There are so many. Have we not heard about this? Like you said, maybe some sort of suppression going on? What the hell was that? I can't see anything in this dark. Probably just some wildlife. Hey, come and look over here. Those eyes? Uh, Andy, they're big cats in the bush. I don't know. Let's get back to the... Andy, run! Get off, you fuck! Andy, are you okay? What the hell was that thing? It didn't look like a big cat at all. I think so. The bugger got me on the leg, though. Is it just me? Or did that look like a person running on all fours? I don't know. It certainly looked like it. Ah, oh, shit. You're bleeding. Let's get... You back to the pub. Maybe someone can help. So that's what we did. Went back to the pub and Coz told us the doc only comes to town once a month. She could give him a call, but it may take a day to come out. She also said it was probably just a scared deer. They were rare around these parts, but not unheard of. They've also been known to attack if they felt threatened. The bite on my leg, however, told a different story. Definitely looked like human teeth marks. We decided to call it a night and went upstairs. The rooms were as you would expect in a place like this. Very much uncleaned. Signs of pests everywhere. But the bed was one of the most comfortable I'd felt in a while. Well, that might have just been the case because I was so tired. I fell into a deep sleep and dreamed the most disturbing dream. Which makes sense to me now. But at the time, it was just a crazy dream. I was tied to a large pillar made out of a gum tree. I could clearly smell it. Like it was freshly cut. The room around me had no windows and was made from stone. There were open flame torches in each corner of the room, flickering, making shadows dance, even though I felt no breeze. I noticed two figures standing by me. I couldn't see their faces. Soft whispering floated around the room. Every time I tried to talk or scream, there was silence. The hooded figures stepped closer. Their hands were clutched together in front of them in a prayer position. They were close enough so that I could see that their hands were the colour of bone china and looked just as frail. Their fingernails were black at the tips. A waft of earth invaded my nostrils, mixed with the smell of roadkill left out in the sun for a couple of days. My body remained paralysed when the blood rain began to fall. Don't ask me how it was possible, but there it was, raining a deep red. It was viscous and the copper smell mixed with the smell of rot. My body spasmed and vomit filled my mouth. I couldn't open it and I started to choke. Mate, wake up. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake. You better not be having an epileptic fit. You can't die here. You hear me? Wake up. What's happening? Thank fuck for that. Welcome back, love. It looked like you were having a fit. Ah, bad dream. The leg doesn't look good, love. We might have to amputate. 
What? <laughs> there you go in there for a second there, didn't I? You'll be right, kid. Doc says he's coming into town for the festival and said he'd look in on you. Thanks, Cos. No worries. Sorry I came into your room, but you really sounded like you were having a tough time. I appreciate it. Nothing to worry about. Ah. Oh. Do you know when your brother will be back? I wonder why he paid for the room next to you when he didn't have any intention of staying in it. What? Where did he go? Dunno. He was heading out when I was closing up. Said he got a call and needed to meet someone. Did he say it was Aiden Olan? How? How did you know that name? Well, we're here to see him. Apparently he's our brother. Same father, different mother. Oh God, you have to leave. Hey, what are you doing? You have to leave right now. If you don't, you'll be gone forever as well. I'm not going anywhere without Adrian. <sighs> Fuck. The area where I'd been bitten the night before was swollen and turning black. I didn't know what the hell was going on but I was very much ready to find Adrian and get the fuck out of there. My curiosity was now completely gone. It's time to put this town in the rear view. You can't wait. He won't be back. Cos, what the fuck is going on here? I can't say. I just know you have to leave now if you want to make it out of here. Things aren't what they appear to be in Drakenhill. I can't leave without my brother, Cos. If you know anything, you have to tell me now. I'll follow your advice and leave, but I need Adrian first. What's the time? Half past seven, and it's the 31st. That means the sun is due down shortly. Yes, you slept a long while. Yes, why? If you want to see your brother again, go down to the festival right at sunset. You'll know what to do. Please open my brother's room. Sure. Are you sure? Of course I'm fucking sure. Is this a joke? What do you mean? Where the hell is all his stuff? Uh, he, he must have taken it. Don't fuck with me, Colleen. You need to give me more information, now. Everything all right here, cuz? I heard some yelling. All good, Don. Young Andy Collins was just looking for his brother, Adrian. Hang on. If you are related to Aiden, how do you have a different last name? We took our mum's last name when our father left. Come on, lad, don't need to get your knickers in a bunch. Come down and have a dragon with me, and we'll head to the festival. Honestly, Don, a drink is the last thing on my mind right now. Not for long. What? Alright, mate, let's go down to the festival. It's almost that time anyway. Your brother will be down there. What damn time? You'll see, lad. You'll see. The sun was on its last descent. Don and I made our way down to the park where the festival was being held. The whole situation was confusing. Why would Adrian leave without dropping a note or waking me up? I was honestly, in that moment, scared for it. And scared for me. We didn't really know anything about this town, and it had already rang alarm bells when we first got to Draken Hill. Colleen's words weren't comforting either. As we approached the park, the light started to fade as the sun hit the horizon. I noticed that the hire car was gone. Where the hell is the car gone? No point crying over spilt beer. Come on, follow me, lad. I was in shock as Don shepherded me into the park. Adrian would never leave without me. Never. 
stomach turned at what had happened to him. I realised the buzzing noise I could hear was people chanting. All will be explained quicker than a possum's fart. You just need to come this way, lad. He led me towards two lines of open flame torches that formed a walkway through the park and into the bush. It was only then I saw the source of the chanting. Next to each torch was a person in a dark robe, hoods up and hands in a prayer position. Just like my dream. Hang on. Oh no, mate. Keep going. Keep going. I realised that I was going to follow this through to its conclusion no matter what. And I swallowed hard in an attempt to quell the dread that was creeping up from my stomach to my throat. The last vestige of the sun dropped and the only light that remained was the torches, the stars and the full moon. It was amazing how bright the stars were out in the deep country, away from the lights of the city. I took a deep breath and walked through the walkway of torches toward the copse of trees. The gum trees filtered the starlight and soon we were at a stone doorway. It looked to be the same design as the room in my dream. when everything went dark. Now we are almost back to what I was explaining at the start. Let me tell you what happened when I woke up from being hit over the head by Don and dragged down here. Welcome, Andy! Where the fuck are you? I'm sorry we haven't been properly introduced. Though your brother has told you about me. I'm Hayden. Why am I tied to this pillar, Aiden? All in time, brother. Be patient. Now, let me explain a couple of things. You're here to join the family. I've been tasked to offer you the legacy of our father. I didn't agree with this, but alas, I am but a mere servant. What are you talking about? We gave Adrian a choice, and he made it. What choice? Stop talking in riddles, man. Something a bit more direct then. Just a second. Sitting in front of you is a choice. On the right is blood. You drink it and you eat your father's legacy. Immortality. On the left is a bloody sack. It signifies the end of the road for you. Choose this, and you will be no more. So, which will it be? What have you done to Adrian? What's in the bag? In the sack is Adrian's choice. What will it be? <laughs> what have you done, Aiden? You don't have to do this. The choice is the hardest bit, Andy. It is the hardest thing you will ever have to do. But I promise you, make the right decision, and you won't regret it. Oh God. It is at this moment that Aiden opened the bag and put his hands in. He grabbed something that made a squelching noise when he lifted it. I knew what it was, but refused to believe it. His hands slowly lifted, and I saw the brown hair clenched in his fingers. In an act of preternatural speed, 
Aiden pulled the thing out and held it in front of my face within a second. It was Adrian. It was his head. Eyes still open in a glassy stare. No! What the fuck have you done? Oh God! Please! No! No, 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 no! Aiden leaned in and the smells from my dreams swarmed in my nostrils. Earth, rot and blood. His top lip curled back in a snarl and his canine teeth protruded. Choice! He placed the head next to the jar of blood and walked to the entrance of the room. Maybe you can convince him. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Your father. A pale figure on all fours walked over from the darkness of the corner of the room to my right. Skin was stretched and looked paper thin. Veins protruded and its limbs were spindly. Its head was mostly bald and the canines protruded so far from its top lip that it couldn't close its mouth properly. It was only when I looked at its eyes that I recognised myself and my brother in it. This was my father. How is your leg, Andy? Father? When I bit you out on the street, I released a toxin into your body. This guaranteed your death on this night either way. What are you? How could you do that to your own son? He was no son of mine. He made that choice. Father, please let me go. Do you not want to become eternal and extend our family legacy? I asked Aiden to lure you both here. We can be great together. The Olin male line will live on forever. Just one simple choice. If you refuse to make the choice, the poison will boil your blood in your veins and it will be a horrible death. Drink of my blood and live forever at my side or take the way of that coward and I'll end it so you don't have to go through the pain. Why did you leave? I was not given a choice. That day I went out, I was changed. I made to fend for myself by my creator. I offer you a kingdom here. Why do you delay? I could feel the heat from deep within me starting to spread. My father stood upright. Choice. I looked at my lifeless brother's eyes as his head sat on the table in front of me. I'll never become like you. I'll take the poison. You never deserved mum, you monster. <laughs> Very well, son. My father walked away to the entrance and embraced Aiden. Two other figures walked into the room, arms in a prayer position. The flames danced over their faces and I could see that it was Don and Colleen. They smiled large smiles. We are but servants. We are but servants. We are but servants. The burning started to get worse and was at a point that it was unbearable. I started to scream. My father and Aiden walked over to me, saliva dripping from their canines. The Olin line lives on, fed by the blood of its own. Goodbye, son.
You've been listening to The Dark Heart, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Choice was written by James Barnett, a writer, narrator and podcast producer from Victoria, Australia. To check out more from James, head to jamesbarnettcreative.com. Andy and Alexander were performed by James Barnett. Adrian was performed by Brian Jeans. Cassie was performed by Rhiannon Bateman. Don was performed by Zane Pinner. Colleen was performed by Natalie Barron. Aiden was performed by Scott Davidson. This episode was produced and edited by James Barnett. Stay tuned for the beginning of Season 3 next week. And as always, stay horrific everyone. <laughs>